Hello there, Star Wars fans, and welcome back to the Drock side. This week is continuing the awesome joyride of the Clone War season finale. Oh my gosh, is it good? Whoo! Oh man, we got good stuff to talk about today. Uh, we got. Uh, I'm gonna do a full breakdown of the uh, current episode called "The Phantom Apprentice," and uh, that's your official spoiler warning. We will be discussing everything that's happened in the current Clone Wars episode. So wait. If you have not seen it, watch it before you listen to this. So if if that's the case, just remember, Jesus loves you, and uh, keep uh, listening to the podcast, find out more Star Wars content. So, um, but we're going to go through that, and the names and uh, uh, different uh, descriptions of each of the following episodes of the rest of the season, and what I'd like to see happen, what I think will happen. So, but before we do that, let's open it, uh, open this up with our prayer, and we'll get right to it. So, Father God, we come before your throne in the name of your Son, Jesus, and we thank you for this day. We thank you for this time of uh, healing in our nation, uh, both uh, just time with family, uh, time with you, more importantly, uh, healing from the coronavirus and just the healing of our economies. Um, and uh, we just thank you for the fact that you are an ever-present God and that you are always with everybody no matter what circumstance they're in during this time. We ask you to heal your people, heal the world, and uh, bring us all closer to you during this time. We ask you to bless this podcast and to bless the words that I say, that it brings hope and life and light to those who are feeling lonely in this time. I ask you to give them peace and to comfort them, because the Bible says the Holy Spirit is our comforter. And I ask you just to uh, bring joy and excitement and peace into our lives. In Jesus' name, we believe in you and receive it. And all God's children said, Amen. So, Clone Wars uh, Season 7, Episode 10 is named The Phantom Apprentice. And whew, it hits you right in the feels. Like, I don't think I've ever been so excited that my heart was beating out of my chest. My adrenaline was so high watching this episode. Because you don't know what's going to happen. Like, sure, you know how everything, like, you know. Yes, we see Rex, Ahsoka, and Maul all in Rebels. And yes... We know that Order 66 happens and Anakin falls to the dark side. Like, yes, we know these things, but you don't know how that happens. So, like, you're sitting there just on the edge of your seat going, oh, my gosh, what is going to go down in this episode? And whew, it just starts off with a really awesome start with you see Ahsoka in the tunnels confronting Maul just as she did uh, in the previous episode. And Maul starts talking and going, I thought, you know, Obi-Wan was going to be here and but, you know, why Why did he send you? She goes, he's got other uh, more important things to do. And so I think it's kind of funny because instead of fighting, you know, a Sith Lord, Obi-Wan decides to go and save the Chancellor from a coughing cyborg. But, <laughs> you know, um, uh, that's how the movie went down and it was really cool. So, but Maul starts doing kind of like a monologue of, you know, soon the Jedi and the Republic will not be the dominant force in the galaxy. And, and Ahsoka says, and who will you she goes he goes no darth sidious my former master and i thought you know i finally figured out what happened to dooku dooku and i were the same kind of people we were just pawns to be used and cast aside you know and or that's what he says eventually later on in the episode so this is where maul's current mental state is at and he's like oh something huge is gonna go down and i think it might be happening right about now and then the and then Rex figures out where she is and comes to her rescue with other clones. And when Ahsoka's there talking to Maul, uh, the clones don't shoot at Ahsoka. So he goes, oh, and it's not now or not yet. 
And so Ahsoka escapes, and they uh, get the Mandalorians trapped, so they uh, get away for a certain amount of time. And uh, Ahsoka regroups with Bo-Katan and Rex, and they are talking to Obi-Wan Kenobi through the hollow, hollow system. So he's out there talking with them. And so they start discussing what's going on in the galaxy at the time. So Ahsoka informs Obi-Wan, hey, Maul is here, and he referenced some guy named Sidious, if you know what that's about. Obi-Wan says, I don't really know who it is, but he's the Sith Lord that we're assuming has been playing the, both sides of the war. And so he says, yeah, that's, a, that's the name, and kind of recalls what Dooku had told him at the very beginning of the war in Non-Geonosis in Episode 2, uh, Attack of the Clones. And so kind of gives a hint of that, a good callback to that movie. And then after that, uh, Obi-Wan says, well, we need Maul alive because Dooku was the only piece to figure out that, you know, who Darth Sidious was, what was going on, and Anakin killed him. And Ahsoka's like, oh my gosh. Like, everybody just kind of sits there kind of shocked, like, really? You know, and so, uh, so they're kind of sitting there talking, going, okay, well, then we got to get Maul because Maul will help us piece the puzzle together and then uh ahsoka says well can you send me troops and obi-wan says i cannot because i'm being tasked to take the 212 to utapau to hunt down general grievous and so once they find that out they're like okay ahsoka goes well why not anakin anakin could come and help and support me and the reason why she's asking that is because maul says i was hoping for obi-wan to come and his friend skywalker and he, his whole plan is to lure them there and kill them, obviously. But, um, and it makes sense because like he wants to kill Obi-Wan, like, duh. And he's like, well, I'll just kill Anakin, too. And she's like, okay, well, he's just being a bad guy. He's being a jerk, whatever. And so Obi-Wan looks at Ahsoka and says, can I, guys, he's like, can I talk to Ahsoka in private, please? And Bo-Katan's like, okay, whatever, fine. I got a more important Mandalorian stuff to do. And Rex's expression is really kind of interesting because Rex is like, yeah, sure. But Rex has always been in the loop. Anakin always kept him in the loop, and mostly so did Obi-Wan. So when Obi-Wan says, can I speak to Ahsoka in private, he's kind of like, really? And so he he agrees, but kind of has this look on his face like, really? Why am I not involved? But then Obi-Wan looks at Ahsoka and then says, Ahsoka, Anakin's been given a task by the Council to spy on the Chancellor and report on everything he's doing. So this is taking place right after the point in Episode uh, 3, Revenge of the Sith, where Obi-Wan tells Anakin of his new assignment and says, uh, you know, he says, you have to help us. The Chancellor's been in here for, you know, much longer. They're getting a lot more emergency power. He's been there longer, much longer than his term should have. And Anakin's like, why are you asking this of me? And Obi-Wan says, the Council is asking you. And so he explains the same thing to Ahsoka, like, hey, this is what the Chancellor's doing, you know, and this is what's going on. And Ahsoka has the same exact reaction Anakin did. She's like, why would they do that? She's like, the Chancellor's been a mentor and a friend to Anakin this whole time. Why? I'm sure he, that's be, it must be a very uncomfortable situation for him. And Obi-Wan looks at Ahsoka and says, look, Ahsoka, you may need to talk to him. And she starts going, why? Why would you have me talk to him? And he's like, you have to understand the Council is not always right. You know, because she's like, well, she's not on great terms with the Council because of what happened to her. And, you know, the whole framing of her and the Council just assuming that she did everything wrong with the bombing of the Jedi Temple and the whole thing with that. But um, she gets to the point, she goes, okay, you know, I don't want to, like, why, you know, that's dumb, basically, because I'm not going to here to be the, I'm not going to support the council, and Obi-Wan looks at her and says, look, 
I, I get it. It's like the council is not always correct. And so one thing that I love about this is that it really reflects Obi-Wan really well. Because we get to see Obi-Wan, what he's like in the Clone Wars, up to the point of what's going on right before they save the Chancellor. So, you know, he, he, he seems very much like he's always been in the Clone Wars. I'm thinking with my head. I'm not going to let my emotions drive me. This is not what's going on here, you know. And he's saying, you know, the Heart of the Republic is under attack. We have to do do something, you know. But he is technically Ahsoka's right that he's making a political move instead of a humanitarian one. But at the same time, it's like, you know, I see both sides because, like, this is a more important thing to do, which is to save the Chancellor. The capital of the Republic is more important to save than Mandalore right now. Because when you think about it, you know, Mandalore is, has so many different treaties and is neutral, so the Republic can't do anything, which is why it was the perfect opportunity for Maul to take it. And so the Jedi are like, why would we do that when we have to finish this war first? But Ahsoka's like, hey, they have to be helped. You can't just abandon them and not give them any help. So Anakin comes up with the, with the compromise to have Rex lead a new division from the 501st called the 332nd, which is why he's commander of that, but still captain of the 501st. So just clearing that up. Because that was kind of confusing when you first watched that, but it ends up making sense because technically those clones following Ahsoka are part of the 332nd, not uh, the 501st. So numbers, technicalities, but at least it makes sense why he's commander of one and captain of the other. And it keeps continuity with what was happening in Star Wars Rebels. So, um, you know, that's the scene in the previous episode that we see Obi-Wan from the Clone Wars. And we see Obi-Wan from Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith, in this episode. Because he says to Ahsoka, he's like, look, the Council isn't always right. And which really reflects also what he was like in the story arc where they were going to put Ahsoka on trial. Because we, he's like, we have to stand with Ahsoka because he cares for her. Like, he's like another another friend or daughter to him. Be, like how Anakin's like a brother or a son to him, you know, because Anakin says you're the closest thing I've ever had to a father. You know, so it's it's one of those things like he holds Ahsoka very close to his heart as well. And so it's kind of nice to see him look at Ahsoka like, look, you're right. They're not always 100% right. But Anakin needs you. And then all of a sudden Rex shows up and says, guys, we're under attack. This is a serious issue. Because Maul went and said, all right, and rallied all the Mandalorians. After we see a scene where he uh, goes in to uh, interrogate Jesse, who's the ARC trooper, who um, got captured. Um, actually, I think this happens before this moment, or after this moment. Excuse me, guys. I, I've only seen that episode once, so forgive me if I'm kind of vague on the order of things. So I apologize for that, because I've only seen it once, so forgive me. But... Um, Rex says, we're under attack, we have an issue. And so Ahsoka looks at Obi-Wan and say, uh, says, I have to go. And Obi-Wan says, Ahsoka, and she goes, tell Anakin. And Obi-Wan says, I will. And so we don't know what she would tell Anakin, but I'm assuming that, you know, she's like, hey, I'm with you. I'm here supporting you. I get it, you know. And Obi-Wan was going to tell him that. Um, but we don't know if he has or if he will. Because then I'm assuming by the next time that he says uh, anything to Anakin is when Anakin's Darth Vader. So my my opinion is is that this is after Obi Wan is in his starship sent to Utapau, and he's spoken to Anakin and said goodbye, old friend, and may the Force be with you. After he's just encouraging Anakin, said you you it won't be long before you're a Jedi Master. You're a far greater Jedi than I ever hoped to be. And now Clone Wars and seeing everything that happened, especially just 
episode before this really does explain that because he's able to stand up against a thousand droids and not even be hit, you know? <laughs> so it really kind of, he really did flex his chosen one muscles, you know? And so it makes sense why Obi-Wan would support him and help him in that area, which I love that part. And so um, I totally think that that's the case because, you know, that's when he, he's not thinking Anakin's going to fall to the dark side and become Darth Vader in the next 20 minutes, you know, <laughs> because that's what happened in the movie in the next 20, 30 minutes, he becomes Darth Vader. So, so, um, but anyway, um, I think it's really cool because it connects Ahsoka to Obi-Wan and Anakin once more, right before the events of Revenge of the Sith. And it kind of makes up for their argument in the previous episode because Obi-Wan can say, yes, I agree with you because he never wanted Anakin to be in that position in the first place because he treats Anakin as his brother and he loves him as his brother or even a son, you know, because I think to be more accurate, I feel like Qui-Gon Jinn was more of a father to Anakin and Obi-Wan and Obi-Wan's more like the older brother. So, you know, he wants to help his younger brother Anakin and, you know, he doesn't want to put him in that situation because he knows it's hard and awkward. And we know how that plays out anyway. So, <clears throat> but just being able to see that conversation between Obi-Wan Kenobi and Ahsoka Tano was awesome. So, as I previously stated, Rex says we have a situation. She runs off and uh, comes into contact with an injured clone trooper who said, you know, hey, uh, we went to fight Maul and Maul kidnapped Jesse. He noticed he was an older clone. Which I thought was kind of interesting because when you think about it, you know, clones that survive the most throughout the war are going to be older anyway. You know, because if they're about 24, the age of like looking like the age of 24 or 25, you know, that means they're about 12, 12 and a half biologically. So some of these clones would probably be like 10 or 11 biologically, making them 10 or 20 parents. So Maul can look at them and kind of sense with the force, okay, this one's older. So he kidnaps Jesse. And he goes in to interrogate Jesse, and you, he walks in, and you see different holograms of the allies he's had. So you have the Black Sun, the Pikes, and the most interesting part here is that he gets in contact with Dryden Voss. Dryden Voss is played by Paul Bettany, who also plays Division in Marvel, um, and is the primary villain of the solo film because he works with Black Sun or uh, uh, Crimson Dawn, which is. Uh, Maul's crime syndicate and all that. And they reference the, you know, inform the syndicate of the attack, which is what Almec says to uh, to all the other Mandalorians. Or, excuse me, to Rook, who is one of the lieutenants of the Mandalorians, excuse me. And so, like, that was a really cool callback. And then you see that he has Jesse kidnapped. And then he's like, oh, so this is what's going on. And he kind of hints at Order 66 and he kidnapped the clone to just kind of get information. And he uses the dark side mind probe basically on Jesse. And Jesse's like, you're not going to get any information out of me. Like, buzz off. You know? And it turns out that he's that and gets all the information. And even though he resists it, he, you know, Maul still gets the information. So they, what ends up happening is, is they kind of regroup. And they uh, start talking about how they're going to defeat Maul. And, and by they, I mean Ahsoka and Rex and Bo-Katan and all that. And at this time where Maul's interrogating Jesse, he tells Gar Saxon, he says, go ahead and make sure that um, our Prime Minister Almec does not become a tool for the Jedi. And he goes, yes, my lord. And he goes and snipes out Almec right around the time where Ahsoka, Rex, and Bo-Katan are going to go interrogate him. So they, they go in and they talk to him and they figure out that uh, from Almec that uh, 
what Maul's true plan was, was to lure somebody along with Obi-Wan to kill them. Because Maul had a vision of the Emperor's main person. And um, he gets shot twice in the chest by Gar Saxon and Rex and Bo are like, oh my gosh! So Bo runs after him and has a really kind of cool fight scene chasing him and then eventually stops a, a elevator from crushing her and Gar Saxon gets away and regroups with Maul. And then what ends up happening is Ahsoka uh, holds Almec as he's dying and with his last breath he says, you know, she asks him, hey, what's what's the name of the person that uh, that Maul was referring to or wanted to take? And he's like, Skywalker, and he dies. So it shows that Maul wanted to bring Anakin there to kill him because he had a vision about him and the Emperor, or the Dark Lord of the Sith, Darth Sidious. So Maul... Uh, regroups with uh, Gar Saxon and the rest of the Mandalorians and said, what's more than likely going to happen is we're going to die. But you'll di what you are going to die is warriors. And that is like the biggest thing you could say to a Mandalorian. So the Mandalorians get ready and they go ahead to take on Ahsoka, Rex, and Bo-Katan and all our heroes of Mandalore at this point. And then you get to see this really interesting scene where the clones are kind of uh, managing the flow of traffic with the civilians and rex is like yo this isn't cool because my men are not wanting to be a police force you know and i kind of get that because you know they don't want to be enemies inside of the people they want to be like for example like if you go to afghanistan you want to you want to be looked at looked at as the invaders or the devastators you want to be looked at as the liberators and the heroes which is what a clone always wants to be they don't want to be a bad guy they're thinking they're fighting for the what's good and what's right for the galaxy so it makes sense that Rex wouldn't really want to, really wouldn't want that to happen. And so they're, uh, as the Mandalorians are mounting up an offensive or about to attack, Bo-Katan, Ahsoka, and Rex walk in the throne room, and Maul's sitting there on the throne. And Bo-Katan goes, oh my gosh, and flips out and starts running at him and shooting the blasters at him, and he just kind of used the force to move the blast bolts out of the way, and he's not really in the mood to fight. And so he has Jesse there in front of him, and he's like, go ahead, go back to your brothers, I don't care. And Jesse looks at Rex and says, I'm sorry, Cat Commander, I told him everything. And Rex is like, hey, it's okay. And so the Mandalorians start attacking, and Ahsoka says, Bo, go ahead and take care of this, I'll handle this. And Rex, and she says, go take care of it. He's like, I got you, Jesse, and uh, Rex takes care of Jesse. And then eventually goes to fight the Mandalorians, which the, the next sequence of seeds is so cool so we're gonna break this down here for a minute because maul talks with ahsoka and says you know hey this is what's going on i don't wish to fight you i want to be friends join me and we'll stop sidious because he starts talking and he's like you know i started realizing that you know dooku i thought dooku was his next apprentice but he's just like me we were used to be cast aside and i think this is a mixture of what he says to jesse because he's basically saying you clones are the same thing as me and dooku which really they were in palpatine's mind uh but we can get back to that in a minute here um but another uh thing that he says is is that you know uh join me we'll stop sidious and ahsoka considers it she goes yeah i'll join you and you're like what because like we all know that they're gonna have a lightsaber fight so you know it's really not gonna happen but like her going oh yeah i'll join you and she goes, but first, I want to know what you had wanted with Anakin Skywalker. And he says, oh, he's he's the key to everything. And Ahsoka says, 
to balance? He goes, no, to destruction. He has been groomed this entire time. Me and Duca were just the pieces. He's the Emperor's true apprentice that he wanted. And Ahsoka then goes and says, no. And she turns on her lightsabers, and they have one of the most epic lightsaber fights in Clone Wars. And, you know, he offers her help. The The glass uh, crashes into the building, and he's like, join me. She's like, mm, gets the information and says, nah, I'm fighting you. I'm not putting up with this garbage anymore. And so, and it's really interesting because it, it's dark. There's red light everywhere, and the glass shades in, and Ahsoka's standing there in the dark with her blue blades, and Maul turns his lightsaber on and they start having a really awesome fight and it's really cool because at the same time this is happening rex is fighting gar saxon and the mandalorians and you know clone troopers are possibly my number one favorite thing in star wars you know captain rex is my all-time favorite character in star wars so it's really cool to see him fight but like as awesome as they are when they're coming up to people coming up against people who are born warriors and like trained their whole lives more ruthlessly than clones are that being the Mandalorians, they don't really stand a chance. You kind of see that happen in full force here because most of the clones get taken out. And Rex is there with a handful of clones fighting other Mandalorians and obviously being awesome and taking out all these other uh, Mandalorians. But uh, then Bo-Katan and the rest of her uh, Night Owls, I think they're, they're named, uh, and the rest of her good guy Mandalorians show up, even the playing field. And Ahsoka and Maul keep on fighting, and Ahsoka says to Maul, she's like, she says, you're lucky Anakin isn't here. He would have destroyed you by now. And because she's she's doing a good job, like, she's not, you know, I mean, she loses her lightsaber, uses the Force to grab it, and she realizes that if Anakin was here, he would have won already. So she's keeping in mind the closeness of her relationship to her master and probably has uh, her, his voice in her head saying, hey, that was kind of sloppy because he's a reminder of things like that throughout their friendship and relationship and so on. And so I thought that was interesting. She eventually uses the force to force push him out of a giant hole and uh, chases him because he leaves and flees. And she sees him as she sees the clones fighting there on, uh, on the catwalk against all these uh, Mandalorians and everything. And Maul attempts to get away and uh, standing on some beams like in this really quite interesting you know, almost like a spider web of different beams and everything is absolutely amazing. And then um, Gar Saxon calls Maul and says, Lord Maul, I need some reinforcements. And Maul goes, no. He says, uh, "I'm my ship's about to be here. Die well, Mandalorian. And that's literally what he says to him. And, um, and then he's like, wait, what? And then he just hangs up on him and Gar Saxon gets arrested by Rex and uh, Bo-Katan and the heroes win the day and so Maul's ship is about to show up and Ahsoka fights him and Maul looks at her and says look I offer you one last chance join me and she looks at him and says never and then uh, stops him from escaping and force pushes him off as Rex and the rest of the troops show up use their grappling guns to wrap him up and then stun him but right before he's stunned Maul's going nuts and is like we're all gonna burn, we're all gonna die. No, 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 because he knows what Palpatine's gonna do, and what Order, 60's, Order 66 is gonna happen, and everything. And so, and then Ahsoka looks up to the sky, and that's how it ends. So, um, 
one thing that um, I've watched a couple videos on this, by the way, on on YouTube, and that's what kind of inspired a lot of things I'm I'm going to talk about here in the next half of this episode of the podcast. Um, that being from Star Wars Theory, excellent channel. Go follow him on YouTube. Most of you probably already heard him, but if not, go support the guy. He's awesome. He's a solid dude and provides great content uh, for Star Wars fans of all ages. Um, another one is uh, Star Wars Speculation, which I may have seen before, and he referenced another guy, I believe it's Star Force One, um, on his video. So I'm going to be talking about what they had to say um, in regards to future episodes. Uh, and what Star Wars Theory said about this episode, which I didn't really think about that much um, until he pointed it out. So want to give credit to where it's due. Support those guys. They're awesome. They're, they're great guys. Really, really good, good, good quality stuff. That being said, one thing that I thought was really interesting um, that Star Wars Theory pointed out is that, you know, the Phantom Apprentice. When I first thought... Oh, the Phantom Apprentice, all right. Maul's finally showing up in full force. Cool, let's, let's watch this. You know, let's boogie, you know. <laughs> and then you look at it and you realize that Maul has sensed everything about Anakin. So the main focal point of this episode, again, is Anakin Skywalker. Because when you think about it, Palpatine really is the one who's the Phantom Menace. Not really Maul, because Maul, you know, never disguised himself. He just showed up as the Sith and you're like, oh my gosh, the Sith are back, you know. And then... You look at um, Sidious, and he's the one who's shrouded in mystery, and nobody knows that he's really a civil, he's just pretending to be a senator. So really, the name of the episode is referring to Anakin being the Phantom Apprentice, because you see him as this hero of the Republic, but he's been groomed this whole time to be the Dark Lord of the Sith's Apprentice. You know, he's supposed to be Darth Vader. And when you think about that, it really kind of just makes your head spin. You know, you're like, tilt 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 because you realize that that's what everything is about anakin is the focal point of the original saga so like when you think about it and you go oh my gosh maul's right this is he's talking about anakin anakin is going to be the dark lord of the sith new apprentice he's the one who's meant to be his apprentice he's been groomed this whole time you know think about it like i totally think that uh dooku and grievous were told a different plan by palpatine palpatine's like yep you guys go ahead and capture me and what we'll do is we'll uh kill all of our enemies in one fell swoop and we'll win this war i'll be like okay great you know at least that's what probably was told to grievous but i feel like um dooku was gonna be uh kind of pardoned there and be like well you see the jedi were really planning on to kill the kill the republic and i was just trying to save it by fighting what was there and there was the jedi the jedi the jedi and fool the people into it then he would just be you know Sidious' his right hand guy forever until he was able to kill Sidious and become the Dark Lord of the Sith. So, Dooku, I feel like, was told that he would be uh, part of the Empire the whole time. And I'm there probably is a source, whether it be Legends or Canon, in a book somewhere that says that. But um, I feel like Dooku was thinking, all right, I'll go ahead. We'll, I'll, I've been instructed to make sure that Anakin is separated from Obi-Wan, so it's easy for me to kill Anakin. I'll kill him. It'll be over and done with. And then we'll just kill Obi-Wan right after, let Grievous kill him. Grievous gets what he wants, I get what I want, we're in great shape. And I'm sure that's a, probably a backup plan that Sidious had thought of, but, you know, he lured them right in there. And it makes so much more sense when he goes and tells Anakin to do it. You know, <laughs> yes, that's more funny now, but, like, when you think about it, like, he's he's telling Anakin, like, you know, oh, it's only natural, it's totally fine. Remember what happened to your mother and the Sand People? It's totally okay. You know, and I totally think that uh, 
cities put those Tuscan Raiders there to kidnap Shmi Skywalker and kill him. I totally think that. And so, you know, like, he's always been uh, showing Anakin corruption since he was a kid. That's in a graphic novel out there. So lots of really, really interesting pieces that were just connected in that one conversation between Maul and Ahsoka. So really great stuff um, in regards to that. So that's what this current episode is about. Um, I found it very cool just to have, see Rex just supporting Ahsoka there throughout the entire episode. And just seeing Ahsoka be an awesome Jedi-like character. Like, oh my gosh. I think she looks cooler with her Mandalorian-type armor-type dress thing. And her blue lightsabers than she ever did with her green. Like, just, she looks way, way more BA and way cooler. Just, ugh. You know. And she really is, like, Anakin Skywalker. And it's really, really fun to watch that. That being said, uh, when we were looking at the next couple of episodes... Uh, we look at uh, a couple of their names. This is where I'm going to get into from the other two YouTubers that I had mentioned uh, uh, before. What they discussed today. This is what this is kind of be inspired by. Uh, when we're looking at this, we're looking at their first episode that's coming up here on May 1st, which is episode 11, which is named Shattered. And that uh, describes that when Order 66 is issued, Ahsoka's you know world turns upside down. Everything she's known. Her friendship with the clones, their love and respect for her, the loyalty concept... You know, everything is just flips upside down. And the Jedi are killed off, you know, because they're, cause they're en route to the temple with Maul captured. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so Maul's captured, and they're bringing him to the Jedi Temple on Order 66 is issued. So this means Order 66 is going to happen on a Star Destroyer instead of on Mandalore like the Ahsoka novel said. And to me, I feel like that's way, way better because... One, it makes it, like, if the whole thing explodes, it makes it appear that Rex and Ahsoka died on that, and that's why, you know, when Vader sees or senses Ahsoka, you know, he says, the apprentice lives. And I think Ahsoka's gonna have to go into hiding somewhere where the Sith once sensed her presence, just like how Yoda and Obi-Wan had to go to two different locations, you know, and split up the twins so the Sith couldn't sense them, you know, because Anakin could tell where she was when she was with the Martez sisters flying off a Coruscant to Obadiah. So you would, so that makes it way more sense instead of like, oh, we're gonna just switch armor with a clone, or you know, drop my lightsabers here to make sure that um, it looks like we were killed. Like, no, like if the whole ship explodes, then pretty much makes sense that everybody died. But you know, even if the clones messed up, you know, they, you know, uh, they still all died. They made sure that Ahsoka was dead. All's good, you know, and so. Um, there's a couple of things I'd like to see happen, uh, in the next couple episodes in regards to Ahsoka, because I go, okay, you know, she's gonna have to fight off clones and save Rex. And so, one thing that I do appreciate about what they've been doing with this series of episodes is connected to different points of Star Wars. For example, big things with episode three. You know, in the Old Friends Not Forgotten episode, last week's episode, they had them talk about, oh, we're going over to, to Coruscant to save the Chancellor. And then next episode, Anakin killed Dooku, and I'm going to Udpau. You know, so all this is happening at the same time, and it's really, really cool. So, um, and they introduced, you know, Dryden Voss to the whole thing, and made total sense of that, you know, and connected Gar Saxon from Rebels there. Like, everything was, is, and you know, even Satine, or Sabine, excuse me, Sabine, Satine, Sabine, they're very similar, forgive me. Uh, but Sabine's mom, Ursa's in this episode. So you see all these things, and you know, Kanan Jarrus is thrown in there as Caleb Doom when he was a kid. 
you know, so we're having all these callbacks to Rebels, you know, because we're starting to enter that age now. Um, but with the whole thing where um, people are thinking, well, what's going to happen to Rex? You know, he's always with Ahsoka and everything, you know, what's going to happen there? Uh, we're going to get into that here in a little bit, but, um, you know, just the fact that they're having this take place on a Star Destroyer makes sense as to why Ahsoka is, you know, assumed dead, you know. And so that being said, that's what the next episode is going to be about. Um, I think Star Force 1 and uh, Star Wars Speculation said, you know, hey, um, I think that Ahsoka and Maul could make a temporary alliance because why would she not be so completely afraid of him in Star Wars Rebels when he shows up on Malachor and, you know, and is willing to side with him during that time? You know, because I get it, the whole the enemy of my enemy is my friend, you know, but in this case it was a much worse enemy, as we all know. But it would make sense if they partnered up to fight off the clones who still have their inhibitor chips in their heads, you know, and uh, go ahead to um, and try to kill them, and then Maul and Soka and Rex have to team up together. So that would be really interesting to see. But will it happen? I don't know. I personally think that Ahsoka would, would be about to make sure uh, Maul is still in prison and has to run off to save Rex or fight off clones because Maul says, running away again, Lady Tano in Rebels. Like, you know, that was at first a callback to the Ahsoka novel, which in that novel, she goes and runs off to save Rex from other clones who were doing, doing Order 66 and Rex was not. So it kind of reveals that in that storyline, Rex was... Uh, a clone that did not have an inhibitor chip in and was able to defend his friend and not be overtaken by the power of the chip and the power of Darth Sidious, which is one of my favorite things about the character. But anyway, we'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, but now we have to come up with something new here. And when Clone Wars was going to be released, they said that they're going to rewrite some of the canon. So they're going to kind of tweak what happened in that book just a little bit more. For example, instead of Order 66 happening on Mandalore, it's now happening on uh, uh, Star Destroyer. And I'm sure Ahsoka had green lightsabers in that, and now she has blue. And so, a little bit of changes here and there. And so, I really would like to see something with that and connecting to why Ahsoka ran off. And Maul taunts her with that later on in their encounters. I think Maul is going to escape in an escape pod, and some form of Mandalorian is going to help him or something, I don't know. So, so that's kind of where we're at um, in terms of that. So uh, that's what I would like to see there. And the biggest thing that I go, okay, Gar Saxon, you know, Dryden Voss, references to Revenge of the Sith, and Anakin's fall, Obi-Wan's current task, and his uh, uh, backing of Anakin and saying Ahsoka needs to help him. That whole thing, it continues with continuity. One really big thing that fans are talking about right now is the scene in Star Wars Rebels where Rex says, I didn't betray my Jedi. Wolf, Gregor, and I all took out our control chips. We all have a choice. So that was him addressing Kanan saying that he was talking about, you know, the inhibitor chips and clones and all that, and that's why he doesn't trust clones. So people are wondering how that's going to happen. This is the part that I like talking about because everybody knows that Rex is my favorite character, but it's one piece that hasn't been filled up. You know, this is like you have a whole puzzle piece and this is one that fits right in the center yet because everything else has been almost completely explained. So here we are. We go, okay, what's going to happen to Rex? 
Um, is he going to take it out moments before it happens? Has he done it already? What's going to happen? Uh, people have said, I believe Star Force 1 had said that he thinks that it's going to happen like a really intense scene and then he's going to take it out right before Order 66 happens or it's going to be something interesting. Now, I'm going to go two different routes here. Maybe three. Um, the most, like, I think storytelling, like, and plot hole proficient thing and storytelling, uh, I guess, error that they could do is Rex does do Order 66 and Ahsoka talks him out of it just like how Kanan was able to talk out his fellow clone that came out to hunt him after Order 66. Um, I feel like that would kind of defeat the purpose of stating what Dave Filoni already created in Star Wars Rebels, which is his baby. So, um, so there's that. But they could do that, and he would still not betray Ahsoka, and then he could take the inhibitor chip out. But I feel like if they go about that route, I feel like that would be retconning something that's already been established, and what we've seen already in this these two episodes, they're not doing that even remotely. The only thing that they're changing is stuff from the book. So, what I predicted earlier, I think, was the case with when somebody from LucasArts said, we don't know if Rex does Order 66 or not, but if you actually watch Star Wars Rebels, it says that he did. So, I feel like that was just a thing to get fans to go, wait, what? And watch the show, but we'll see what happens. Um, so, that's one route they could take. The more interesting route that they could take is Rex is standing there with Ahsoka, and Maul says... You're going to do it. You're going to turn on the Jedi. You're going to do something. It's it's going to happen any moment. I can feel it. I sensed it. I had a vision. Everything. And then Rex could go, oh my gosh, and have a flashback to his brother Fives. And what would be so cool is, is if he could ever, uh, uh, you know, hear uh, Fives' voice in his head, you know, organic chips make us do whatever someone wants. We can kill the Jedi. You don't believe me. You know, and then you could hear him say, I only wanted to do my duty. And, you know, so he could hear that and then take the inhibitor chip out and then, boom, Order 66 happens. So I'm curious if that's what's going to happen because that would be really intense and a lot of fun to see. Um, you know, and then, um, you know, it would fit everything in with Rebels. And I feel like it would just be satisfying to see because that's the reason why I wanted to watch this whole story arc of this season of Clone Wars because I want to see what Dave Filoni had said happened in Rebels actually on screen. And so I feel like this has made it so much more exciting than actually finishing it then and now, you know. <laughs> but anyway, that's just my personal opinion. The third and I think most likely scenario is going to happen is is that uh, Rex already took his inhibitor chip out. So he's already good to go. And I've watched the shows Clone Wars and Rebels a couple, a couple of times just to pay attention to see what happened with clones. For example... When Five takes out his inhibitor chip, the first thing you can notice is that he shaved his head and he's got a little gray, like, machine on the side of his head to prevent him from bleeding out. So that's there. Then in the next episode, he's just got a shaved head and you can't tell if he's got an inhibitor chip out. So that's that situation. So in Clone Wars, you cannot see why, or it, excuse me, you cannot see if a clone has their inhibitor chip taken out, which is kind of beneficial for clones who don't want to be found out about that. But when you look at Rebels, both Rex, Wolf, and Gregor all have scars on the side of their heads where the chip was removed. And I have a personal theory about that. Um, I've been a biology major, and I'm currently a student at Palmer College of Chiropractic, and I have gone through anatomy classes and have gone through pathology classes. 
and seeing how what the body does when it gets older. You know, I mean, anybody who's, you know, worked in a nursing home or with elderly patients or has been very close with their grandparents can tell what happens to the skin of elderly people. Like scars become more prominent um, and skin starts to become more, I guess you could say, stretchy because the collagen in their skin, you know, stretches out and just starts to become less and less because, you know, you're getting older, your body's not making enough of it at that current age. You know, obviously, unless you have, uh, you know, God in your life and you have a covenant with him and are continuously on a regular basis, um, you know, praying for strong health, it's going to happen sooner rather than later. Um, but, I mean, that's a different topic we can we can discuss uh, in a future podcast. But when you're looking at clones, clones have accelerated aging so that when they're 10, they're able to fight. So when Rex is... Golly, probably about about 33, 35. He's about, you know, 66, 70 years old, you know. So, uh, you know, physically, biologically, he's 35. Physically, he's 70 or 60. So, so, you know, when we're looking at that, you know, when the clones are showing up in Rebels, they're doing pretty good for being 70 years of age. But you can tell, just like every other elderly person, scars become more white and more prominent. So you can see that in them in Rebels to show that, yes, their inhibitor chips have been removed. And I thought that was a really cool attention to detail by the cast and crew of LucasArts. Excellent job, in my opinion. So regardless, uh, that's what you can tell between the two shows. So even if, you know, Rex had taken out his inhibitor chip before this episode, we wouldn't know because you can't see it in the animation of Clone Wars. And when you think about it, when you're younger, your scars aren't as prominent as when you're older so um but i think what could easily happen is is that rex could fool uh chancellor palpatine and answer the call and him say uh yes my lord and then all the other clones just you kind of see this moment and like you just kind of see how the demeanor of the clones even with their helmets on changes you know so uh you could see that and then rex kind of pause and like start shooting clones you know, to save Ahsoka, like they're closing in on Ahsoka. I think that would be really, really cool and really, really interesting. Um, another way that could happen is, is that somebody else gets the call of Order 66 and Rex is like, wait, what? And in a panic, tries to save Ahsoka and starts fighting other clones. Uh, somebody who's been on my guest show, uh, Phil, F-Y-L-L, my, my brother and uh, who has been on the podcast twice, he was on the discussion about Darth Vader uh, with another brother of mine, Cheat Code, and he was also in uh, the previous episode of the prequels versus sequels and dissecting, you know, different factions throughout the Star Wars uh, history and mythos. Uh, he had a really good way of thinking of how this was going to end, which would be Rex is there protecting Ahsoka. And he's there shouting to other clones that he are his brothers and saying, you don't have to have to do it. Just fight it. It's just a chip. It's not who you are. And then you just hear the clones like collectively like just good soldiers follow orders, good soldiers follow orders, you know, because that would be, you know, what would happen. They get Order 66, the chip turns on, that's what has to go through their head to make sure they do it. And clones have described Order 66 as a cloud and almost like a dream. Like, if you're in a dream and you kind of go, okay, and you're doing something you not really want to, like, you're kind of like, why am I doing this? But you're just so almost out of it, you know, but they're physically doing it. So that's what Order 66 is like. 
So that's why I think this episode is going to be super, super fun to watch and super, super interesting. Not like, you know, oh, this is exciting. So many people are going to die. No, but like just seeing our two favorite characters, possibly three because there's a lot of people who love them all. But like see how they handle this moment of Revenge of the Sith and how beautifully they're writing this piece, you know, because Solo, Rebels, all these other things have happened prior to the finishing of this so they're just going to connect some dots here and there to make it just perfect i know they are so that's shattered and i think that's what could happen in this episode the next episode is called victory and death and you're like oh you know because i think it's a play on words from one of our uh american founding fathers said that give me liberty or give me death um so i think it's interesting that this is kind of a play on words of victory and death you're like ooh. so and uh somebody mentioned before that you know yoda says one doesn't really win the war and except i guess the one who really wins the war is palpatine is what they said so you have the one who's the ultimate loser is anakin slash darth vader and the people of the galaxy and the republic and liberty and freedom so it's kind of a play on words there and you know it's kind of a callback to what padme says and this is how liberty dies a thunderous applause you know so i think that'll be really interesting because um you know we see a shot of Ahsoka holding her head, and I think that's right before Order 66 happened when Kit Fisto, Mace Windu, Sacey Tim, Agen, Kolar are all killed by Palpatine, and Anakin helps Palpatine and becomes Darth Vader, because Ahsoka has a very close bond with him, so I think that's what that scene is. But Victory and Death, the title is uh, Ahsoka and Rex must fight their way uh, to survive in this new world of the galaxy that they're in. So this, that to me was proof that it shows that, yes, Rex and Ahsoka, you know, are together. Rex did not do Order 66, and he's there to, you know, save and help her as kind of like a guardian angel or a big brother or just a really close friend or a highly trusted friend. So that's what the last episode's going to be like. And one thing I would like to see, you know, uh, Star Wars speculation in uh, Star Force 1 uh, was, uh, had said that uh it would be really interesting to see the uh martez sisters trace and uh oh golly what's her name or her older sister i can't her name's escaping me right now but it's uh have those two sisters show up to help save ahsoka either that or echo and the bad batch do i think echo and, and the bad batch are going to do that no nah, i don't think so i think their story is going to be shrouded in mystery or have a little shot of them working with the jedi and then you know, execute Order 66, and the, you know, the five of them turn on the Jedi, which would be heartbreaking, but I feel like it would fit those characters more than them not having an inhibitor chip, because if you're Palpatine and the Kaminoans, you're like, if I'm going to make genetically modified clone troopers, I'm going to want to use them in the Empire. Of course I'm going to give them an inhibitor chip, you know? They can take on Jedi. This is mine, you know? So that's something, that's a fruit for thought, but I also think that um, it's going to be really fun to just see what happens. I would like to understand, you know, get a little excuse or something else that happens to so to Ahsoka. <clears throat> excuse me. Pardon me. Sorry, guys. Uh, excuse me. But I'd like to see uh, something happen to Ahsoka and Rex to see why Ahsoka didn't try to seek out Anakin or Obi-Wan and be like, hey, you know, I can help Obi-Wan fight Anakin, you know? Because originally, you know, right after episode or season five, we were like, well, okay, she just does her own thing and we don't see her till Rebels, whatever. You know, that's why she's not in episode three. 
she, if she was there with Obi-Wan, she would probably help Obi-Wan fight Anakin, try to bring him back, possibly kill Anakin, whatever, you know. So I think it'll be really interesting to see all this play out. Um, I think that Ahsoka's probably going to find out that, you know, all Jedi were killed, can't come in contact with any of them without giving away your position, and um, her and Rex just have to go in hiding. And since they've done such an excellent job at connecting each and everything that's already been made of Star Wars, I'd really like to see Wolf and Gregor either be referenced or be there to help rescue Rex and Ahsoka because Rex, Wolf, and Gregor were together on Celos. So I think that would be really interesting to see one of two things. One, Rex, Wolf, and Gregor already met together somewhere and took out their inhibitor chips. Or two, uh, they figured it out themselves somehow and then uh, just removed their chips on their own. Or And like Rex sent out a signal like, hey, all clones who haven't betrayed their Jedi and the Republic, you know, answer this call, I'm going to Celos, And they're the only two that show up. Either, either way, I think it's going to be really interesting uh, because I was actually watching that episode of Rebels today, watching uh, Rex's reaction to Kanan and um, Wolf attacking Kanan. Uh, I think that it would be really interesting to see something where, you know, because we, we see Wolf go and fire on Kanan, and we see uh, uh, Wolf says, oh, he's a Jedi, a Jedi, out of fear, and Rex says, yes, but I know, but they're not the ones that betrayed us. We know who did. So I think it would be really interesting to see that reference by Rex in some form or another. So I think that's going to be a lot of fun to see. That's what I'm predicting with the future of uh, Clone Wars is. I think it's going to be excellent. Uh, that's my breakdown of the current episode. I hope you guys enjoyed this talk as much as I have. I hope you guys are having a great weekend and that God makes his face shine upon you and be gracious to you and give you peace. Uh, that's a wrap for this episode today. Uh, next week we're going to be talking about Shattered, and the week after that we're going to be watching uh, the final episode of Clone Wars and talking about that. So uh, I hope you guys have a great rest of your weekend, and enjoy this podcast. Stick around for more, and remember that Jesus loves you. <laughs>